This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast, where we'll be reading through all four books in the Inheritance Cycle series, chapter-by-chapter, page-by-page. We'll also offer our own insights, theories, and first impressions of the wonderful world of Allegasia. May good fortune rule over you, may the stars watch over you, and may peace live in your heart. Hello and welcome to the Inheritance Page by Page podcast where we talk about the Inheritance Cycle or the Aragon books. I'm one of your hosts, Austin or Teacup. And I'm Shelby or Sheacup. Before we start, I want to tell you about, we would really appreciate it if you liked and reviewed us on Apple and Spotify. It's a great way to support the show. And if you leave us five stars with some words, we will read it out on a future episode of the show. Also, if you want to hang out with us, come join in our discord the cups podcasting and more you can find that link in the episode description all right well let's jump into it so today we're talking about a taste of tyram where we arrive at tyram for the first time we learn about the city kind of its history how it's set up all of that stuff um we get a little bickering between Sephira and aragon where she says if anything happens i'm gonna pin you uh to her back and never let you go um, they kind of get into the city through a little deception. Aragon notes that compared to Derrett, they're kind of welcomed with uh, open arms. Uh, Brom looks for uh, a place to find uh, his friend Jode, where he just tells them that they're by uh, Angela the Herbalist. And then we do that. And then we learn that Jode has had some trouble with his shipments going missing and other merchant shipments have been attacked. And that's the end of the chapter. Yeah, this one was pretty short, I felt. Um, I don't know what you thought, but I felt like this one was shorter than several of the previous ones. Um, But it's really interesting to me Aragon's reaction to the city because it's like the biggest city he's ever seen. And for me, I grew up in a small town. And so, you know, I had been around cities before, but when I went to Chicago for the first time, oh my gosh, I remember being so overwhelmed and just like shocked um, at how big it was. And so again, I felt a lot of kinship with Aragon, which I have not done very often in, in this book so far, but I did, I did really feel kinship with him because he's like shocked and doesn't not know how to comprehend like the massiveness of this town, this city. Um, so I understand that. I understand exactly how he felt in that moment. And I can imagine like Tyrion would be probably very loud for him. Yeah, especially if you think about not only the people, but the ocean waves like crashing and just all the stuff that's happening. Um, Yeah, I can imagine him being overwhelmed. Another thing that I noticed that was significant, I felt like, is Sephira has a moment, very small moment at the very beginning of the chapter. And then she disappears and we don't see her again until, I don't know if we see her in the next chapter, but like she does not, she's not in this chapter 
very much at all. Which yeah, makes I, sense. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think that from a lore perspective, like she's hiding and she has to stay away because she's hiding. But I think from a writing perspective, this is going to be a, a pretty good move because then we get to see, we kind of develop the character of Aragon more and like the actual character of Aragon. Otherwise, we just think of them as Aragon and Sephira. Right, right. No, I, I definitely think that's necessary. Don't get me wrong. Um, But when Aragon enters the city, he says the city looks like it's ready for war. Um, and there are a lot of uh, evidences of, like, adverse, negative situations. Not quite war, but skirmishes, battles, bad things that are happening. There's unrest in the city. Um, there are pirates attacking. There, there are bad things that are happening in the city. And that's pretty mm -hmm. obvious. And we also see Brom is, like, trying to pay this guy for information. And the guy is, like, bleeding Brom dry. And there's another guy in the tavern that's like, what, what are you doing? Like, you can't charge him that much for this little information, basically. And then the guy says to Brom, like, well, you know, we've just been short on people coming in and buying things lately. So that's why he's acting that way. So that's another example of things are not good in the city. And that's obvious. There are, are definite signs of trouble. But at the same time, the city, this city does not have very many losses, if any at all. So... I would imagine that the people take some kind of respite in that. Hmm. Um, and then the other thing that really stuck out to me is so far in this series, we fought Urgles like three times. We've seen Urgles three times, obviously at Yazwak in the prologue. And then they're mentioned again, uh, maybe in the Derrett chapter. I can't remember. And in this chapter, they're like, oh, yeah, we haven't seen Urgles in a year or more. Right. Which was shocking to me. So that means they're elsewhere in the country. Right. And then the last real impression that I had is that, you know, they had been saying a few things about the ships disappearing. And then at the end of the chapter, the guy in the bar is like, yeah, well, the sailors say it's because of magic. And that's kind of all he gives us. Mm -hmm. Which is like so like tavern-esque. Like <laughs> this is what people say. That's all we know. I don't really know. I don't really care. Let me finish my beer. Yep. Yeah. I know, right? And then, yeah, that's really all we get. Um, we get the entrance of like another like named shopkeeper of Angela the Herbalist, but nothing really said after that. Yeah, and we get the name of these two guys in the bar, Gareth and Martin, but mm -hmm. yeah. So any predictions? I have two predictions. First, and I may be way, way, way off base here, and I'm okay with that, but I do feel like the Empire, someone associated with Galbatorix, that they're already in the city looking for Aragon. Hmm. And number two, I feel like Brahm's friend, Jode, Jode? Like J-O-D-E. Not Geode. <laughs> like no. Okay. So Jode, I feel like he's already dead. Hmm, interesting. He's been killed. Mm -hmm. 
intrigue. The plot, it thickens. That's thickened. We'll make a whole, uh, we'll write a new book that's called Aragon based on the predictions of Shelby. We should um, start compiling all of my predictions and give me a um, running tally of a percentage of how many I've gotten correct. We should do that. <laughs> Put that in there. But yeah, if you don't have any other predictions, I think that's all for this short little chapter. Okay, I think that's it. All right. Uh, thank you for listening to the Inheritance Cycle Page by Page podcast. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Inheritance Cycle Page by Page podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Inheritance Page or email us at inheritancepage at gmail.com. Make sure you join us on Discord in the Cups podcasting and more. All links are in the episode description. May good fortune rule over you, may the stars watch over you, and may peace live in your heart.